listening to Say It Southern, aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. We are kicking off the new year of Say It Southern with our color-loving guest-turned-friend. This small-town girl now resides in Savannah, Georgia. We know you love her shop, her prints, and now her new line of clothes. And today, you will fall in love with the mother, the designer, the woman behind the brand. So join us now as we Say It Southern with Emily McCarthy. Emily, we're so excited about having you on the podcast today. Sarah and I are both big-time fans and longtime followers of Emily McCarthy. Um, Funny story about this. Actually, when we were first sitting down to do our, it was our first martini lunch Mm -hmm. about the podcast, and um, we were just kind of throwing ideas back and forth, and we kind of made a wish list about you know, Southern influencers, what businesses we love in the South, who we'd love to have on the podcast. And you were on our list. Well, here I am. Wait, how long did it take us to get here? Three years. Three years. COVID. Daggone COVID. Well, this is a big box for us. Yeah. So thank you for doing this. This is really fun. I've only filmed maybe at least one podcast, maybe two. And I'm like, the second one. But it was really fun. It was kind of an unexpected thing to like that I love to do. It was yeah. it was really fun. I love it. So I'm glad you asked me. I don't get to do very many. Well, we love to talk, so <laughs> we just like to talk to our favorite people. So Savannah, Georgia, designer, shop owner. Tell us about your background, how this all started. Okay, so I grew up northwest of Atlanta in a very small town called Dallas, Georgia. Most people have never heard of Dallas, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of near Marietta. Most people know where that is. Um, grew up with a lot of artistic influence. My grandmother was like classically trained painter and she also did music like top piano. And so spending summers with her, I was just surrounded by music and art my entire childhood. And so when it came to like thinking about what I wanted to do, um, art was just always something that I was passionate about and, you know, my mom just felt like it was my natural, like, talent. Like, you know, it was never going to be a CPA or a doctor. or a law- I just was not in my... <laughs> um, and I never actually... Th- and, and it's funny to think about it now. My dad was like, you can't just go and major in art. Like, you can't make a living off of that. Like, what are you going to do with that? You need to go to law school. You need to, like, do something else. I was like, no, dad. It'll... And then I think it's when the entrepreneurial spirit started. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll... I'll show you. <laughs> and now here we are. And he laughs about it now. He's like, I don't think I ever said that. I'm like, Oh, you did. You mm-hmm. did. You got it. Um, so I went to LaGrange college, which is a very small school, South of Atlanta, very small town vibe. We had 1200 students, I think. Um, but the art program was great. Um, I ended up choosing graphic design and photography as my concentrations. Of course, this is all dark room photography I graduated and then the digital era hit and then I really you know couldn't really do anything in a dark room anymore so I naturally went the graphic design route Um, at the time also met my college sweetheart who turned my husband and we lived in Atlanta for a couple years I worked for Swoozies some people have been to a Swoozies and learned so much there um 
And I think that's what started uh, really planted the seed for, you know, the stationary and the gift side of my um, background and the passion that I have for that. And um, I worked for them for a couple of years. We got married. We moved to Savannah. Um, on the side, I started doing some design work and some freelance. And then that kind of took off and I ended up just kind of looking at both things and felt like I had to close one door to open another one. And, um, I can't imagine actually quitting my full-time job without having built that up on the side. And at that point, I felt like my salary was, you know, the same and I could kind of turn one off to grow the other one. And so I did. And at another point, it's like the men in my life have really pushed me. My husband was like, are you sure about this? You mean you're not going to have a constant paycheck? Like, this sounds really scary. And I'm like, no, it'll be fine. Just, just trust me. It's going to be fine. And now he also laughs now um, about that. But uh, he's very structured, very, thinks a lot differently than I do or very opposite. Um, so... Fast forward a little bit, um, we started a family, Rhett was one year old, and I wanted to launch an online store that was personalized, but I was so tired of seeing all the same fonts, the same monograms, like I was so burnt out on all of them, and I wanted something to that was different and that would stand out in the industry because I didn't under, you know, what's starting another thing that everybody else is doing. Like, what was the point? Like, you've got to do something that's really unique. So designed all the monogram fonts, started the online store. So you have to remember, this was before social media. So all I had was the blog. And <laughs> there's still a lot of people that are like, I followed you since your blogger days. And this was even before the, like people were even called a blogger. Like you just you just had a blog and it like came to your inbox. It was so bizarre looking back at it now. Yeah, it is bizarre. Blog spot. I had a blog spot. How do you yeah. find people? Like now, like looking back. Google. Google? Yeah. Yeah. Or and like magazine, ads. like online, um, you know, it is like online magazine or magazines yeah. weren't online, but like. Like e-zines and then you would have the like sponsored by the like the little post. Yes. And yes. every blog, yes. it's like you would find one blog and then you would have like their favorite people and then you click on there and then you'd see people who commented and then you'd like go over anyway i feel like it shows my age yeah i don't even understand that Mm -hmm. okay so then that's what drove the business to the website was the blog like people follow the blog they knew you know i would post anything from a recipe to decorating a room to you know a new product Um, so the business grew, we grew out of the house. We started in what's now the playroom, more like a game hangout room. Now, um, we moved into a small little like artist cottage that we could like have a little bit more room. I hired my first employee and I guess we were there for about two years. I could have like a little mini shop within the main building of where we were. So that was kind of my first dose of having my own like physical store, And at that point, Instagram had started and I only opened an Instagram account because I learned somewhere, probably on a blog that that was like a good way you could edit your photos. And so I'm taking photos of Rhett when he was a baby and I'm like, I hate that I can't 
you know, iPhones were like not what they were then. So like, I couldn't like make them black and white or do things that I wanted to like to make them look the way I wanted. And so I downloaded Instagram and started like using that to edit photos. Well, then I realized like a couple months in that, wait, there are people like following me on this and like (laughs) they see all these photos. It was the most bizarre thing. And then that, and then I'm like, well, maybe I should post like some things on here that my friends would want to see. Like, oh, here's my Christmas tree or here's, you know, this new wine glass. Like, I don't, So then that like organically became the next, you know, blog phase. And then the blog, you know, over time kind of became irrelevant. I don't know that people are really actively reading them as much as they used to. And then Instagram just grew from there. Um, so it's funny. I didn't really start Instagram to like be like have an Instagram account, like for like a business or like an influential standpoint. It was really just to edit photos of my child. <laughs> it's funny to look back at it now. And I can imagine life without it. Um, like from a business standpoint, like I can't imagine it's so much harder to like get exposure and grow your audience. Um, you know, well, it's, it's easier, but then of course we all know we don't really have control over that anymore. Um, so there's that angle, but okay. So fast forward, we, um, we outgrew the space. My husband actually came across the store that we're in now. And he's like, I found this space I think would be good. And I really went through this turmoil of like, I have two young babies. Like, I, what am I doing? Going to open a store? Like I always knew I wanted to do this, but not like at this stage of life, I thought I would do it when the kids were older and I really prayed about it and consulted like a couple of other moms that, you know, own businesses and things like that. And they were like, you know, now's the time to do it because when they get older, they're actually going to need you a lot more when they're older, like mentally and you're physically going to need to be getting them here and there and attending all the different things at school and activities. And she was like, now if they're with a nanny or babysitter, or if you just bring them to work, it's like not going to be a big deal. And so I really trusted her opinion and um, thank goodness I did. So Lillian was nine months old when we opened the doors of the store. You can actually see in that photo right there, I'm like holding her. Now I look back and I'm like, how did we do that? <laughs> I was still nursing her. Like how? That's what I was thinking. I mean, I was in the fetal when my kids were nine, nine months old. I'm really, there's like a, vi- there's like videos we took of like behind the scenes. And I'm like literally walking around like nursing her, like telling people where to put stuff. I mean, it's <laughs> like, it's wild looking back. Like people say, how do you do it? I'm like, no, oh, you just do, you just do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And y'all know as moms, like you just do it and you just, you know, don't think about it too hard. But, um, that was in 2016 and we, when we opened, it was only gift and entertaining clothes were not even on the radar. Um, we, it's like two adjacent spaces. So we have a store in our office. We shipped everything out of the office side. Our little shipping thing was like a little like counter like this. Like it was like not even, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't even know how we did that, but our team grew, the store grew, and we really started expanding the product assortment into like more print driven. So I'm like, okay, not everybody wants personalized stationery. They might want a a stationery with like, you know, flamingo print or whatever on it. And it timed out that I did a little collab, um, with a wallpaper and fabric company and 
it kind of drove me to like make more prints because I haven't really done a lot of print design, but I love doing it. So it gave me the opportunity to create a library of prints and wallpaper, fabrics and wallpapers. And then I'm like, why don't we put that on stationery and that on melamine plates and napkins? And so we started that. So then people were like customers, well, have you ever thought about putting like using the fabric to make a dress or a top? And I heard this for a, a couple of years. I'm like, well, I'd love to do that, but I have no idea how to do it. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about production, design, um, where do we even print the fabric? I, I tried to start asking around and networking, and I just kept hitting walls. Well, we were actually at the gift show ordering some stuff for the store, and I talked to one of the vendors who we became friends with, and she's like, oh, my friend does... Um, she owns a company that works for people just like you who just want to design, but really don't have the manpower or skill set to handle the manufacturing and the costing and all that. So you should talk to her. That sounds like it'd be a good fit. So we did that and we launched our first clothing collection in fall of 19, which as you know, ended up Was being that the oversized out. cheetah. Yeah. Well, there is the black black and like the black and tan cheetah and it was like orange with the chasing cheetahs and there was like green yeah well then COVID happened and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces of clothing that were supposed to go to our first set of retailers um just sat in the warehouse Mm -hmm. and all the stores shut down and it was quite a hurdle to get through because it was the scariest thing I'd ever done in my life to buy this much inventory. Um, but I was like, okay, I know that the stores are going to, you know, they all pre-ordered it and whatnot. And I thought, you know, by the grace of God, we made it through and we somehow offloaded inventory over time. We still have, there's still some Julia tanks and some bow shorts that we still have lingering, but you know, we finally made it out of COVID, um, learned a lot and I'm very grateful for that because I think that was a really trying time to launch a clothing line. Um, we turned lemons into lemonade. We donated what we weren't able to offload to dress for success and made it a really fun, you know, PR thing and give back campaign. Um, so fast forward, uh, I keep saying fast forward, like there's just a lot that's happened. Um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So we, um, now we're with a great sales group and we have about 400 stores all over the country. Um, we just got into the New York show, um, in February. So now it's like clothing is definitely the main thing that we are doing. And we've had to kind of, unfortunately, shave away some of the other things that we were doing and how we got started, like personalized really took a hit with COVID, um, with supply and demand and third parties. And it's been a really um, difficult thing for me to let go of a lot of the things that we used to carry and when I feel like how we started. Um, but when it's not something you're, you know, handling in house, it's a lot harder to control those um, outside factors. So I feel good about where we're going, where our customers are loving everything. And we, we love having the store because we can have like one-on-one interaction with our customers every single day and know what they're loving, what, how things are fitting, what they're looking for. And it provides us a really fun experience as a, you know, as a brand and designing. So here we are. 
I feel like we missed a big chunk because we went from the cheetah to then all of a sudden you having these gorgeous silhouettes and these prints and Sarah and I lusted. We were in Fairhope for our getaway and um, one of our favorite shops down there, Sway, we were like, and this is an Emily piece and this is an Emily piece. (laughs) So let's go back to the design and how you went from the oversized cheetah to then all of a sudden you've got these gorgeous sweaters and silhouettes and the puff sleeves and the neck and the so did you see yourself I mean you've always loved fashion obviously I've always loved fashion I almost went to school for fashion like even toward a college but just decided that you know I could kind of more in the art direction was was better for me at the time um so it's funny that I ended up doing it anyway but um I think when I started the clothing line, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to pick some simple silhouettes and put my prints on them and call it a day. Like if you could reference like the Lily shift dress, like there's not a whole lot of variety in styles and they just put their prints on all the styles. Okay. So this is easy. That's how we started. Well, then it was like, well, we want, you know, customers would be like, well, we want like a, you know, a roomier dress or can you do, it's like, you start hearing all the things that people want. They're like, well, and, you know, can we have a skirt or can we have a top that doesn't tie around the neck? That's just more boat neck. And so you start thinking about adding new styles. Um, the agency that we, we work with, like our partners in production are like, okay, we need to have some solids mixed in. And I was like, well, solids, like who wants <laughs> I was solid. supposed to be just be doing, we're supposed to be like a print designer. Like, why would anybody want solids? Well, then the solids did great too. And so then. I've, it has been the most challenging thing I've ever done to learn a, a completely separate industry than my whole like career. And every collection that we do, I learn something brand new or I learn, you know, we can do this kind of stitching or this kind of ruffle or this kind of puff shoulder. Like you, you just start, you notice so much about clothing that you never noticed before. Like even when I go to a store and I look at, different tops. I'm like constantly absorbing the different things that we can do because there's so many possibilities and I never really pay that much attention to the details before, but now it's like all I can think of. And I have a great team now, you know, we have our team in Pennsylvania and then I've got two designers here that work in the shop, you know, work in our studio that have more of a fashion background. So they're great about, you know, suggesting things that I honestly didn't even know was a thing or never, you know, had any reason to understand it. Um, so it, now it's fun. Now I kind of understand the possibilities and it helps me designs. I'm like, well, I don't want just a plain ruffle. Like, could it be leather or could it have a trim on it? Or like, you just, we don't want things to look too generic. Like you just, you know, you want to make sure they're special and unique, um, to the brand. So it's really fun. I think the print is, you know, always important. Color is always important. People come to us for the color. Um, although like some of our basic pieces in the fall that were black and faux leather or camel, like people love those too. But I think what we're, what people come to us for are, are the prints and the color. Seems like it can get really overwhelming <laughs> really fast. It is. Cause you think, like, well, you have so many ideas and I'm notorious for like coming up with like a whole assortment for fall and the girls are like, okay, this is too big. Like, yeah, we're gonna have to scale back. And I'm like, oh, I really love that. Like, 
pink sweater with the turquoise trend. Like, I really love that. And it's like, I have to realize we can't all, we can't do it all at one time. Like I've got to like keep some things in the bank for future collections and um, understanding the different fabrics too. I mean, we've even evolved with our fabrics even in the past year. Um, but it's, it's crazy. Cause we spent, we spend a full year on one collection. So we're already working on holiday for next year. And by the time like this holiday gets here, I'm kind of like, I'm so tired of looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's new to everybody else, but like I've learned so much since we did that, that I'm almost like, Okay, I'm kind of tired of that now. Like I'm ready. Wait something. till next year, guys. Wait till yeah. next year. I know. I know. So it's um, it's a really fun process, and I I think creatively started getting a little burnout with the same thing, like with the stationery and the monograms, and there's only so far I could take that for a brand and for like a legacy for my children and my family. You know, I became this like guru for cups and napkins like even in our city like everybody's like you have to go get our cups and napkins I'm like well that's not really like all that we do and it's not really <laughs> yeah. what I want to be known for the rest of my life like that's just I just saw a need for a cuter cup like I use the frosted cups all the time but like I wanted to figure out how to do more with it but um to be a you know middle age and like have a chance to like welcome a new challenge creatively is really fun and I feel like inspired again to like do some different things well and honestly one thing we talked about on the podcast last week was still being cute and being 43 you know and like looking appropriate and still feeling fun and I feel like your collection is a great it's a great resource for those of us that are in this age bracket that are like okay, I can't do that skirt, but now I can do this skirt, you know, yeah. or it's just, yeah, we, we try really hard to design for a large age group. So we have certain styles and bottoms that lend themselves more to the girls in their twenties, like out of college, but not quite, you know, in their thirties yet. Um, we have little like cute sets, like shorts and like shorter tops that like still don't show anything, but like they're a little bit more youthful. And then we have our poppy tops that to me, you could put with jean shorts in your twenties, or you can put with your little trousers at, you know, my mother's age. So, um, a lot of our styles are very versatile for the different age groups. And then there's some that lend themselves to, you know, we have our tops and our dresses that we make a little longer because the ladies like to cover their you know, above their knee and they don't show their arms. And so we have those styles and then we have some that are a little bit more youthful. And I, our retailers love that too, because they can buy for a little bit of a larger age range. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, some other brands can provide. Are you still hands-on with like the design part of it? Like your colors and you're using that design background coming up with the prints. And I mean, there was one snake. I remember that we loved the snake mm-hmm. sweater. Racing reptile, probably. That, okay. Love that. Sold out <laughs> online. I tried to find it. I'm still trying to find it. So just oh, be honest. No. But um, I love the cheetah. cheetah. The pink with the cheetah on the sleeve. Okay. So you'll find that there's cheetah in every single collection. We just try to do it different ways. So there might be a new coloration of like the traditional spot cheetah print that you see, or you might do more of a textural cheetah where it's like sewn into the fabric, or we might do it as a trim, but like it's always going to have an appearance in each collection 
honestly always sells the best. It's kind of your signature. It is. I hope that doesn't yeah. offend you when I say like, yeah, when so I this think is of a little print, I think of you. Um, that your audience can know is that we're going to have some game day colored cheetah oh, that is going to come out next, um, next August. So that's Lord help the Tennessee balls with that, please. Orange is hard. It's, oh. I, I have the swatch of it and it's really okay. cute. I'm glad to know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, I'm still very involved, you know, pulling the swatches and I have, you know, the two girls upstairs are great now because they, they caught, they've, you know, worked under me and kind of know what I'm thinking before I think it, or I can give them a direction and say, this is what I'm thinking. And then they kind of try to pull together all the pieces. Then we talk about it and I'll design the prints or I'll work with Emma who we have where I'm like, okay, I really want a lion and I want this and this. And she has more time. She's not, you know, running the business to, you know, work on a new print and take time with it. And then we work together, like, you know, as a collaboration, if it's something that I haven't been able to execute yet. So it's, it's a team effort, but very much involved. We have production calls multiple times a week and very hands-on yeah. the line. Tell us a little bit about your motto, living joyfully. So joy is my middle name. Okay. And my personal name. So, it's just a word that of course I was always drawn to my whole life. And, um, it's very much the vibe that the, that the shop puts out. And if, I don't know if you've y'all been to the store yet, but it is a very joyful atmosphere. You know, the colors are loud and vibrant and it's a very bright space and we have music and, you know, lots of people in there and it's just, it's just very much the the brand messaging that we wanted to put out. And it just made sense because of the personal connection. So invite joy is our motto. And we have little tags printed on the inside of all of our pieces of clothes that says that to just as a gentle reminder to like invite joy into your life. Um, when, especially when you're wearing one of our pieces um, that we're hoping that encourages you to do that. And then, um, we do, you know, choose a local charity every year that we get back to. Um, so the portion of proceeds goes there. So it's just a fun little personal connection. Ah, I love that. Good. Well, I was gonna say, um, people that, you know, you mentioned your shop, so it's in Savannah, but people that can't get to Savannah, you can shop everything online, right? Yeah. Um, almost everything. So we've had to make some adjustments with the website we have a new one launching in February, but, um, most of what you find online is going to be our products that we design and manufacture along with like a few other things that we um, kind of curate to go with those. Um, but we have a new app that you can download that is specifically centered around the physical store. So you'll find not only our brand on there, but the other brands that we carry in shop. Uh, we care a lot of my other favorite clothing designers that, you know, complement our brand very well and really cater to our local Savannah customer base that, you know, also love, you know, color and different prints and solids and good basics. And so uh, we have a fun assortment in the shop and you'll, you'll be finding more of that on the app than the main website, but you can shop it all there. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So new year, personal goals, uh, store goals. What's, what's next for Emily McCarthy? I think, um, 
For their store goals, we're growing quite a bit. We have a growing team. We're growing store list. Um, I'm personally trying to figure out how the, the growing pains, like figuring out what is our next step for where we are and how, you know, our space and where we can grow and figuring out what that looks like for our team so we can um, really grow in a healthy way and have the space that we need to do that. Um, personally, I don't know, it's really just a season of life with the kids. Like they're just so busy and I'm sure you guys can relate that watching them succeed and, you know, follow their passions is just so gratifying. I just, I love every step of it. So I think, um, we're coming out of, I feel like coming out of the weeds a little bit, even though we're busy in a different way, I think being able to spend a little bit more time, you know, in our home. And it's like, we went from newborn and babies to the shop. And then now it's like, okay, now we need to go back to our house and like, you know, redecorate, do some fun upgrades to the house and try to, you know, bring some newness there. So I would say that's questionable. Good. I love that. Well, before we let you go, we like to do a little popcorn round where we just ask a quick question and just, you just answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There's no right or wrong answer. We're not looking for anything specific. Just. Okay. All right. So who would you say is your favorite designer? Ooh. I like Brandon Maxwell. Okay. Like New York fashion week designer. He's, he just has a really fun use of color and like, I love his silhouettes. Awesome. Who is your celebrity crush? Iris Apple. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from like a, like an icon perspective. Now, if we're, t- are we talking about like a man crush? What are we saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's be. let's switch to that. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Costner for sure. Oh, Yellowstone, really? Yellowstone fan. Yes. Oh, I mean, I grew up watching him in all of his movies. Like sure. I've had a crush on him since it was probably not appropriate, but that's okay. <laughs> Dancing with Wolves. Yeah. Oh, even yeah. what about Robin the Bodyguard? Hood. Yes, Bodyguard. Oh, uh, y'all. No, I'm with her. I'm with her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, next. <laughs> okay. You can't answer Savannah to this question, but okay. what's your other favorite Southern city? I love Charleston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're kind of similar. They are similar. I like the food scene in Charleston a lot. I mm-hmm. think, I think we're getting there in Savannah, but we're not quite there. Shopping is besides, of course, my favorites here. Um, shopping's really fun in Charleston too. Shopping's fun in Savannah, though, right? There's a ton. It's good. I mean, downtown's a little tricky, though. So it's, it's probably like people who live in Charleston, they don't want to go downtown to shop. So <laughs> yeah. it's a little tricky with parking. Well, speaking of your of Savannah, what's your go-to spot? Like, where are we going for cocktails and dinner? Mm. Okay, we have a new hotel, Thompson Hotel. Um, I don't know if you've ever stayed at one. Yeah, I love the house. Um, and it is downtown, and they have a rooftop, and the bar is, like, really fun. We're actually going there Saturday for a date night, but in the restaurant is great, too. Uh, we also have Ardsley Station as one of our neighbors. They're great. And we have a really fun uh, new wine bar that just opened, Sober Mesa. So she does, like, wine and charcuterie. So that's fun, too. Depends on the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cute. Well, what's one thing in your purse right now that you carry with you at all times? <laughs> hmm. I mean, I feel like everything's boring. Like, 
I do always have like lipstick or lip gloss. Like I always have to have something on my lips. So it's not always red, but, um, and AirPods, because I feel like there's a lot of times I'm like sitting at practice or doing things after work that like, I always got to put those in to like continue functioning work-wise. Well, talking about your, your lip color, do you have a signature lip color? I feel like you do. You said it's not always red, but I've never not seen it red. Well, okay. So red, I feel like we, we took a break during COVID because I really couldn't wear it with mat like a mask. Yeah. <laughs> so I got in that habit of like wearing lipstick for a long time or just like chapstick or whatever. Cause you didn't like want it to get all over your mask. Right. So I just started like wearing my red again. Everybody's like, Oh, I love red lipstick on you. I'm like, I forgot. Like I kind of got out of a habit of wearing it. <laughs> uh, but it's lady danger with Mac. It's always my favorite. You yeah. love a MAC I lip. love a MAC, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's the best lipstick. Like, it just stays on without, like, being... Like, it doesn't come off mm-hmm. throughout the day. Like, the matte finish. Yeah. If you want more of a purple, like, a red that has more blue in it or purple in it, this has more orange in it. Russian red is a good one, too. Okay. Oh, I have Russian red. I've got sure. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm telling Courtney to write these down. Like, write these down yeah. for me. Thanks. Just administrative <laughs> assistant over here. Hang on one second. Let me get that right. Russian red. Okay. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming and thank talking you. with us today. It's really it's been fun. so fun. And I love hearing your story and cannot wait to visit you in Savannah. Yes. We're going to come. Yes. We'll have to have a fun little event if you guys come. We'll yeah, have it's so fun. Get garland yeah, bags there. We'll have a cocktail party. Oh, love that serve some Prosecco. We'll make it really fun. Oh, I'm all in. I always see your open house with your Prosecco and your yoga in the back. And I'm just I'm like, we need, this. we need this. We need this. We need, we need this. We need, we need, you. We need you in our life and stretching. <laughs> That's what we need. I love that. Pure bar is definitely something that keeps me sane. I haven't been in about a month and a half. So could ask those around me that <laughs> probably seen the uh, effects of that, but you know, life gets busy. You got to give yourself a little grace. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Well, again, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. 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 It's 2023 and your calendars are filling up and so are ours. So if you're interested in sponsorships for the Say It Southern podcast, partnering with us for the getaway in 2023, contacting us about speaking engagements in your town or your organization or hosting a Say It Southern Social in your city, now's the time to get in touch with us. Email us at hello at thesayitsouthern.com, DM us at thesayitsouthern on Instagram, or slide into that inbox, get on our website, and submit an inquiry for contact. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> Twenty twenty three. Here we are. Our we first made it. Episode of Say It Southern for the New Year. Feels good to be back. <laughs> it does feel good. <laughs> it does feel good. Woo! All right. So, how did you ring in the New Year? I mean, you know, I, I got to be honest. I am not a big New Year fan. I'm mm-hmm. just not. I feel like I've kind of always been this way, even yeah. when I was younger. You yeah, know, same. I mean, I just kind of feel like if you're not in Manhattan. <laughs> Are you really even doing anything for New Year's? No, no. I mean, it's like it's only fun like the first two years or after college or yeah. when you're in college, yeah. you know, and everybody would go to the Peabody. Did you do yeah. that? No, we, the Gaylord, we Opryland. Oh, okay. we did that. Okay, uh huh. So I was at the Peabody. Okay, yeah, yeah. But fun for a couple of years, and yeah. then New Year's just 
quickly goes down, 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 down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we had friends from um, Nashville in and, you know, the boys, their friends were there. And it's funny with Graham, you know, he's, you know, teen scene is very heavy at our house. So he is like into building bonfires (laughs) and like he and his buddy like reflected. Yes. Looking back on the year. (laughs) And like, uh, yeah, roasted a marshmallow. And honestly, it was like 12, 15 and we were like, good night. Good night. That's right. Good night. That's right. Well, I have to tell you, I was asleep at 10 p.m. I was can't with you. I cannot. <laughs> I was awoken by fireworks at like eleven thirty, and I was like fuming mad. Like, are you kidding me? No, the grumpy neighbor down the street. You are. You're like, like the crotchety uh, <laughs> lady next door. Yeah, who are these people shooting fireworks? And why? Why in the middle of the night? Yes. Yeah, just not a fan. I don't know. I just. It's a holiday I can do without. It really is. <sighs> I agree. I mean, but I do like the newness of like I am ready. For the year when it gets here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and really that good am. that little, that week of doing nothing between Christmas yeah. and the new year. Uh-huh. The fog. It, the fog. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I think everybody needs that. Yeah. Like, even I was, like, just doing nothing. And I kinda, could do you, one more week of that, honestly. Yeah. You kind of feel unproductive, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to feel that way and mm-hmm. be that way. Just, and then just kick it in the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Kick it in again. Uh, okay. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I haven't like, quite kicked in no. yet, but I'm no. getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. Remember Y2K and like, oh, I mean, yes. were you freaked out about Y2K? Yes. That's like one of the New Year's that I can remember. Oh, I was terrified. The yeah. world was coming to an end. I know. What did <laughs> At you, midnight. Did you really think, because like we were sophomores in college, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, they everybody had said, you know, you need to be with your loved ones. Right. And right. you need to have like a capsule. Of your life buried in the backyard. <laughs> well, I just remember thinking that at midnight we were going to lose all of our money. Oh, yeah. Like the banks were yes. just, it was all gone. It was just disappeared. No. No light. No. no electricity. Right. No running water. I mean, it was scary. And I feel like my parents may be a little bit of like doomsday preppers, but not really. But they they, they like to call it a healthy fear. But it's, <laughs> well, really, it's really just more fear-based parenting. Because they would be like, you can have your friends over at the house, but you can't leave the house in case the world ends. Well, because we thought it was. I know. I, I mean, don't blame them. Yeah, and like <laughs> you would do the same thing too, Courtney. You thought Graham, uh, Dean, weeks. We're doing bonfires in the backyard. <laughs> weeks of canned goods. You hear me? Yes. Like I would have uh, helmets. <laughs> Just in case the roof fell in. I mean, yeah. but literally, they were like, well, we're going to one world currency, and we're going to implant chips into everyone's forehead, and this is the end. This was, it's it was. Y2K. The clocks won't know what to do. Remember That's that? Yes, the clocks Everything's going to reset. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's your computer going to have? And remember, all were like, four, three, two, and then everything just clicked over. We just looked around like, okay, we're we still made, alive. We made it. We're still alive. We we're still standing. It. I honestly thought, are we going to be bombed? Yes, I mean, I it didn't... was all kinds of fear. All sorts of things. <laughs> Terrible. It is really crazy if you think about it. It is. It's very similar to 2020. Well, and Very then, similar. I know, but you would drive down the road and you would see billboards that said, the end is near. <laughs> and I mean, I'd be paralyzed. Yeah. I mean, I'm already scared of the end of times. I can't talk about it without hives breaking out. I don't even read Revelations in the Bible because I just, I'm not good with it, even though I'm secured in my faith. <laughs> But what I'm saying is it's a lot. And so to read that as you're traveling 72, 3 down the interstate, you know, I mean, I had to pull over the median once or twice with my flashers on. (laughs) Courtney, you just never know. If it's not Y2K, it's something else. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. Always be ready. (laughs) 
always be ready. Well, let's get ready for this new year. Yeah. Vision boards. We're on to vision boards. So I texted you last week, and I was Mm -hmm. like, Sarah, riddle me this. (laughs) How would you like to make a vision board with me? Because you love a craft. Well, I mean, (laughs) I've never made one. We've talked about it. Yes. You know, I've said I was going to do a personal one and a professional one every year for like the last three or four years. Well, I still mean, done it. if I can be honest with you, Sarah, I feel like that's a little ambitious. <laughs> that she should probably <laughs> start with one of those mm-hmm. and go forward. And so I think to um, you know really have success in this area, we should do one for say at Southern and do it together. Okay, I'm, I can do that. You know, like get a bottle of wine, get some magazines, some um, Elmer's glue craft sticks. <laughs> And oh, you're gonna be in heaven. Some hodgepodge, modge podge, <laughs> and just really express ourselves on, yes. on a poster board. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, so what's gonna be on your vision board? Well, you know, some words. Okay. Like you know, some powerful words. Something that comes to you when you know. see it in a magazine. Honestly, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna get on Pinterest and I'm gonna type in vision boards, and I'll uh-huh. be inspired. Yeah. And then we will go to the Isles of Kroger <laughs> and um, Books a Million, and we will buy magazines. Okay. And then, you know, we'll both come up with some things, and we'll just get after it. Yeah. We'll put some guests that we'd like to have on there. Good idea. Um, some things about the getaways and different events. Some places. Places we'd like to go. More, like, merch. I love that. And more, um, you know, business plans. Okay. I love that. We'll be. I mean, here's the thing. It really, we just need to include Oprah, and everything else will come true. <laughs> yes, according to Oprah, we need to channel. She makes it so easy. We need to channel our Oprah energy. We'll just put Oprah's big her hip face would just be right in the middle. We'll yeah, do a big Oprah, and then everything else can come out of Oprah. She's like the sun. Yes, and then everything <laughs> yes. circles around the yes. sun. Yes, yes, yes. I everything think, goes around. You know, Oprah. I think that would probably be good. I mean, Heather McMahon, she did hers, and look at her. I mean, she got married. She got a Netflix special. She went to Italy. Yeah, I mean, she's thriving. She's living her best life. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Mm. So, I mean, you know, we need some of that action is what I'm saying. Okay, let's put it out there. Okay. I love it. Well, I do feel like I should give a little update on my surgery. I've had a lot of people asking. We've gotten a lot of messages about the surgery that I postponed. Like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? They're like, oh, still hasn't happened. They're like, well, her head's still intact. Yep, so, yep, yep. Okay, give a little background. Okay. Like, what yeah, happened? So, if you weren't following along with us, this was this was this summer. Okay. Um, so, I found a spot on my head. Um, it's in my hairline, so it's you know right by my face, in my on my scalp, and it's a basal cell. Um, found it about a year ago, been about a year and a half now, but I thought it was just like a little zit or something at first, and then it wasn't going away. Then I thought, well, maybe it's a mole. Then I learned that you don't grow new moles as an adult. You grow skin tags and all other sorts of things. Gross. So I thought I better have it looked at, yeah. and I'm glad I did uh, because it does need to be removed. So I had it looked at. I thought it was going to be kind of an in and out. They were like, yes, it's got to be removed. Um, Courtney took me to the doctor. Yes. We went, and I thought I was never going to get called back. It was Mm -hmm. like the longest 30-minute wait time Mm -hmm. I've ever experienced in my life. And when I got back there, she looked at me and realized it's a little bit bigger than what she thought. So this is going to be a little more invasive than what I thought. I mean, I thought I'd walk out of there with a couple stitches, and and we just go grab a drink or something at Sonic or lunch or something on the way home. So it wasn't the case. She um, told me that I'm going to need plastic surgery 
to, because <laughs> it's a little bit bigger, you know. Put your head back together. Put my head back together. So mm-hmm. back together, and it's going to involve probably staples, ugh, all sorts of things. So Gauze. Oh, yeah. When she, gauze. Just can't even Y'all, know she's white as a sheet right <laughs> I'm now. I'm, like, starting to sweat even thinking about it. But um, we moved it to September, and then because of the getaway, getaway comes first. Clearly. I decided to wait until after the getaway because of the swelling and the bruising and, and all the things that are going to come along with this. And then moved it to the holidays. Once again, the doctor was like, bad idea. Nobody wants you that in Christmas you don't. You don't want that. You don't want that around the holidays. So it's scheduled for the 31st this month. So Courtney's coming with me. Jason's going to take care of me going to be all good. I'm yeah. just ready to get it off. Ready to get it off. I tell you what I've learned, too, is I'm not going to start putting things off anymore. Like, I'm, I'm really bad, at, especially with doctor stuff and visits. I just, I know I need to go. Like, your yearly exam. I'm like, yeah. hey, everything was fine last time. I'll just kind of, I'll wait. What's six months? What's yeah. another year? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do that. Uh-huh. I'm just going to, the beginning of the year, get everything scheduled, lined up, mammograms, all the things, and just do it. I mean, but seriously, because I feel like every time I go now, they're like, hmm, this, this level's a little high. Or I tell you what, that looks a little strange. Let's get some blood work, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm just like, that's where we are. Yeah. We're 43, and it's time to take care of all these things, <laughs> yes. you know? You know what I want get to do, Get your cavities too. filled. I want to have a hormone panel done on yeah. myself. Yeah. Because I have gained, I'm now I'm being negative again, but I have gained about 20 pounds mm-hmm. since April of last year. Mm-hmm. And it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, it's just going up. Mm-hmm. If it's going anywhere, it's going up. And I don't know what to do about that. And it's all in my stomach. Yeah. Which I've never had weight in my stomach or on my stomach. So. Again, I think it's age. I do think it's hormones, cortisol level, all the stress, the all stress, of the things. Yes, yes, yes. So, anyway. We well, need a hormone person, too, to yes. come on the podcast. Yes. If you go but to nobody somebody, trying to sell us hormone stuff. No, I don't no. Need that. We don't want multi-level marketing. No. <laughs> We're talking about somebody that has studied hormones that can talk to us about what we need to be doing at our age. Mm-hmm. And, and if we go have a panel, what what do we do? Yeah. Then what? Yeah. Okay. Well, so send us guess. your recs that. on that. So anyway, <laughs> so you probably won't see Sarah on social media for a little while. <laughs> Yeah. So I'll be filling Not in. Not with a drain in my head and yeah. staples on the side of my head. Nope, 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 I'll nope. be filling in. <laughs> Maybe we can get her on some pain meds and get her talking. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Um, but all that to say, that we still have big plans, even though you're going to heal fine and you're mm-hmm. going to be fine from that. And so you can expect a getaway in the fall. Yes. September. September. It's going to happen again. We will give you more information. But I can tell you that we've confirmed one speaker already. <laughs> so um, we will be rolling out that information because we know that all you ladies like to make those plans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we will. that will be coming out along with everything else that we're doing. We have some socials lined up and places that we're going to be. and um, We're doing some public speaking this year, which yeah. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So that'll be fun. So we are in a place, though, that our calendars are filling up. And um, if you would like to, I don't know, have me and Sarah come read a book to your <laughs> third grade class, <laughs> call us. <laughs> Call us. We'd love to come. <laughs> For $25. We'll come. And I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but no, um, you know, speaking engagements, that's funny. That's something that we've done before. And so, yeah, people it's call us. and we time, though. We do it. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, we got a fresh batch of sweatshirts in. Yeah. We've got hats in. All of our merch is stocked. So that kind of got a little hairy through the it holidays. Did, with that snowstorm, yes. ice storm that came yes. in, pushed all the shipping back. So yes. They're and all the back printing in. and everything. Yep. So, yeah. If you ordered one of those, it's in the mail tomorrow. If you want one, 
Buy one mm-hmm. under our merch tab on SayItSouthern.com. And don't forget to subscribe. When you're listening to our yes. podcast, please subscribe. Um, that really helps us out. And share us with your friends because yeah. that's how we have grown into this community of women is from you talking about us, sharing us on social media, sharing the podcast with your friends. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep it up. 10.3 followers 10. on Instagram. Woo, woo. That's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, so keep listening, keep um, subscribing, keep sharing, and we will have a great year with you in 2023. Cheers!